along with his wife, Sapaja, along with his subjects, Kaman, the necessities of life, Bhuje, he enjoyed, Kanya, from others, Aviro without disturbance, Sankiyamana, being praised, Satkirti, reputation for pious activities, Sastvidi, along with their wives, Shrugayakai, by celestial musicians, Patikusheshu, at every dawn, Anubhadhena, being attached, Vida, with the heart, Shrinvam, listening to, Hare, of Lord Hari, Kaptaha, the topics, translation of purport, Rahim Divine Grace, Hasty Bhakti Vedanta Swami Shrinvam. Emperor Svayabhavmanu enjoyed life with his wife and subjects and fulfilled his desires without being disturbed by unwanted principles, contrary to the process of religion. Celestial musicians and their wives sang in chorus about the pure reputation of the emperor. And early in the morning, every day, he used to listen to the pastimes of the Supreme Personality Godhead with a loving heart. So please repeat, Emperor Svayabhavmanu enjoyed life with his wife and subjects and fulfilled his desires without being disturbed by unwanted principles contrary to the process of religion. Celestial musicians and their wives singing chorus about the pure reputation of the emperor. And early in the morning, every day, he used to listen to the pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead with a loving heart. Human society is actually meant for realization of perfection in Krishna consciousness. There is no restriction against living with a wife and children, but life should be so conducted that one may not go against the principles of religion, economic development, regulated sense enjoyment, and ultimately liberation from material existence. The Vedic principles are designed in such a way that the conditioned souls who have come to this material existence may be guided in fulfilling their material desires, and at the same time be liberated and go back to Godhead back home. It is understood that Emperor's Pyambhuv Manu enjoyed his household life by following these principles. It is stated here that early in the morning, their musicians used to sing with musical instruments about the glories of the Lord. And the emperor, with his family, personally used to hear about pastimes of the Supreme Person. This custom is still prevalent in India in some of the royal families and temples. Professional musicians sing with sanais, and the sleeping members of the house gradually get up from their beds in a pleasant atmosphere. During bedtime also, the singers sing songs in relationship with the pastimes of the Lord, with Sanaya accompaniment, and the householder gradually falls asleep, remembering the glories of the Lord. In every house, in addition to the singing program, there is an arrangement for Bhagavatam lectures in the evening. Family members sit down, hold Hare Krishna Kirtan, hear narrations from Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, 
and enjoying music before going to bed. The atmosphere created by the Sankir this Sankirtan movement lives in their hearts, and while sleeping they also dream of the singing and glorification of the Lord. In such a way, perfection of Krishna consciousness can be attained. This practice is very old, as learned from this verse of Srimad Bhagavatam, millions of years ago. Svayabhuv Mani used to avail himself of this opportunity to live householder life in the peace and prosperity of a Krishna conscious, consciousness atmosphere. As far as temples are concerned, in each and every royal palace or rich man's house, inevitably there's a nice temple, and the members of the household rise early in the morning and go to the temple to see the Mangala, Mangala Aratrika ceremony. The Mangala Aratrika ceremony is the first worship of the morning. and the Aratrika ceremony, a light is offered in circles before the deities, as are a conch and flowers and a fan. The Lord is supposed to rise early in the morning and take some light refreshment and give audience to the devotees. The devotees then go back to the house or sing the glories of the Lord in the temple. The early morning ceremony still takes place in Indian temples and palaces. Temples are meant for the assembly of the general public. Temples within palaces are especially for the royal families, but in many of these, but in many of these palace temples, the public is also allowed to visit. The temple of the king of Jayapur is situated within the palace, but the public is allowed to assemble. If one goes there, he will see that the temple is always crowded with at least 500 devotees. After the Mangala Aratrika ceremony, they sit down together and sing the glories of the Lord with musical instruments and thus enjoy life. Temple worship by the royal family is also mentioned in Bhagavad Gita where it is stated that those who fail to achieve success in the Bhakti Yoga principles within one life are given a chance to take birth in the next life in a family of rich men or in a royal family or a family of learned brahmanas or devotees. If one gets the opportunity to take birth in these families, he can achieve the facilities of Krishna, the Krishna conscious atmosphere without a difficulty. A small child in that Krishna conscious atmosphere is sure to develop Krishna consciousness. The perfection which he failed to make, to attain in his last life, is again offered in this life, and he can make himself perfect without fail. Jai Shri Prabhupada. Om Ajnana Tmirantasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Trakshur Unmilitam Hina Tasmai Sri Guruvenamaha. I was born in the darkness of ignorance, and my spiritual master opened my eyes with a torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. I offer my respectful obeisances unto all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord, who are just like desire trees and they can fulfill the desires of everyone and are full of compassion for the fallen souls. Namaste Jivanandaya Dasaya Vanacharine, Ramapa Vala Vayasni Dasila Vinoine, Ajnana Dhantakamaram, Ashtate Patitaparam, Jnana Guru Tayachitani, Namo Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale, Sri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine, Namaste Status Patijevi, Gauravani Pacharine, Nirvishna Shashina Vashtatana, Jaya Sri Krishna Jaitanya, Arbuni Tamana, Sri Advaita Gadahara, Sri Vasadi Gauravata Vinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama. 
Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. Sabarya Satrajakamam, Ujjainya Virodasaha. Sangiyamana Sakirti, Sastribi Suragayakai. Pratyush Space Anubhadena, Rida Srinvan Hare Katha. Emperor Svaimuv Manu enjoyed life with his wife and subjects and fulfilled his desires without being disturbed by unwanted principles, contrary to the process of religion. Celestial musicians and their wives sang in chorus about the pure reputation of the emperor. And early in the morning, every day, he used to listen to the pastimes of the Supreme Personality Godhead with a loving heart. Thank you all for being here. So one more consideration. Um, there's a section of the Bhagavatam is very instructive just by its um, vivid description of how the sages and the king lived. And they say, you know, a picture speaks a thousand words. So we had seen this uh, really color uh, descriptive and funny meme where a gorilla is sitting in front of a group of people and it says, you know, um, this is a wonderful lecture given by uh, given on how to attain muscle mass uh, through a plant-based diet. So we can see just by that gorilla sitting there in front of the people, big and strong, that that in and of itself speaks volumes about the fact that we can grow large muscle mass without meat, without meat eating. So similarly, uh, these vivid descriptions about culture. First, we, we were discussing greeting one another with sweet words and praise and glorification of a fulfillment of dharma. And then greeting a great personality or guest as a citizen's uh, our greetings by Muhammad as he returns home. We've been reading about the city of Barasamati. And they're praising glorifying him. But now immediately, uh, Manu, he takes shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So he doesn't, uh, we've been discussing how he doesn't take the praise for himself. But immediately he gives pleasure, he gives, he gives the credit to God. So that's the nature of higher consciousness is to see that um, everything is actually being done by, by Krishna. Um, the, the material en energy is moving under his direction. And us being products within this body of the material energy, we're also moving under the Lord's direction. So the, the material energy is, is moving us. The doer is God through his material energy. The material energy is moving. And so he's recognizing that the Lord is to be glorified. So being a Rajarishi, he is now beginning to glorify the Lord. And, and these celestial musicians and their wives are singing about the repu pure reputation of the emperor. So these two processes are there in Christian consciousness, praising, um, glorifying great souls, and, 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 and doing so when pleases the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As we do every morning, we worship Srila Prabhupada, Guru Puja, 
uh, and we glorify devotees as much as possible, any opportunity we get. Um, and, and then they would hear about the pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but not just here, here with a loving heart. Um, we were hearing recently about how uh, we should see with a loving lens the lecture on Sunday, where I get to listen to some of the beautiful lecture. And uh, Rabbanath Prabhu is speaking about putting on a lens of love. And so this is confirmed, but then there has to be a description of what, what does that love actually mean? What, what does love mean? Um, Hallmark speaks a lot about love, but they don't actually know what the essence of that love is. What does that love mean? Just like in, uh, in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians, it says one may speak very beautifully like angels, but if he has no love, it's just like a, a, a gong, a clanging gong. So it's, it's nothing without the So what is that? What is that love that's being talked about? Krishna says, I, I accept even a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water. I accept it only with bhakti. So, this is one important, another important subject matter here is that we're, we're listening, just like uh, in, in Sunday school, we, we had a discussion with the kids about how there's a good dog within and a bad dog within. And which, which one wins is the one we feed. Radha Swami speaks about this. And so we were discussing with the kids, what does this mean? So I think we, we, we were asking, so how do you feed the good dog through your mouth, through your tongue? So they were saying, you know, chanting Hare Krishna, um, uh, singing kirtan, uh, talking about stories about Krishna, and then how do, you, how do you feed the good dog through your ears? Hearing the kirtan, um, hearing about good topics, uh, respectful topics, how do you please the Supreme Personality of Godhead? Or how do you feed the good dog through your nose? Through smelling the prashadam, smelling the flowers that have been offered to the Lord. And, and one by one, seeing through our senses, how do you please the how do you how do you feed the good dog through the lake? Through going to the temple, uh, dancing in kirtan, so the kids were understanding these things because we're learning about these different aspects of bhakti yoga. But if they're done without love, then it's missing the, the main, the key ingredient. So we have different stories of Srila Prabhupada. I wonder what he said, I don't feel like chanting, I don't feel like dancing. He said, just go ahead and dance in the kirtan and then the feeling will come. This is very instructive. Extremely important concept. And uh, also, uh, Shruti Kirti Prabhu, we, we were reading about how he was um, expressing his, his feelings of uh, incompetency in devotional service to Srila Prabhupada. He was saying how, you know, Prabhupada, I'm, I'm not feeling any, any feelings of love or attachment for you whatsoever. I feel like I'm just going through the motions. So Sri Prabhupada uh, contemplated this. 
And then he told Shrutakirti Prabhu, he said, Every day you are serving me so nicely. And, uh, you know, every time I call you, you come and you're, you're serving me food, you're, you're doing so many massaging me, so many things. That this is love. You're going through all this trouble for me day after day. This is love. And so this speaks to a really extremely important principle of Krishna consciousness, which is coming to the level of nishta. Nishta is the platform. The nine, the nine stages of Krishna consciousness, nishta is a platform by which, by which emotions and ecstasy, affection develop from the platform of nishta. Before the platform of Nishta, um, the, the modes of nature have a lot more sway on us. We can be in and out of consciousness. And uh, so Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is speaking to Sanatana Swami, he's saying, you know, the devotees of the Lord, engaged in ecstasy of the Lord, are fully liberated. But even if uh, by accident um, some devotee falls into sinful activities, very quickly he'll resume his, his status. And, and, and this confirms what Krishna says in Bhagavad-gita, Have no fear, because whatever steps you take in Krishna consciousness, you never lose that. You lose everything in this world. Any riches you gain, ultimately you lose. You lose this very body, this very deha, this self. Everything is taken away from us. But the greatest jewels, Chintamani jewels, the eternal wealth of advancement in Krishna consciousness is never lost. It's never lost. So Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Siddhartha Goswami, if by chance someone falls in, actually uh, very soon they'll retain their status. And so uh, recently, uh, Vyasaka Prabhu, he was describing how the devotees asked you the Prabhupada, what does it mean accidentally fall into sinful reactions? And Sri Prabhupada gave a very, very compassionate. Prabhupada was an ocean of mercy. I believe there's a book, Ocean of Mercy. Uh, maybe that's Bhati uh, Sri Ocean of Mercy about Sri Prabhupada. And he said, it's accidental if that devotee comes back. That's what the definition of accidental means. And so uh, we, we, we can always encourage devotees to uh, come back to Krishna consciousness. They lose some enthusiasm, lose some hope, get swayed by Maya. Come back, and then, and then Krishna, he doesn't even look at that. He just sees that you're, you're back in your eternal sanatana dharma. You're, you're in your eternal position. And he doesn't look at any of that. So he promises that he will protect devotees who can shelter of him. He's giving shelter to all living beings, so especially his devotees, those who begin to engage in service uh, to his lotus feet. So ultimately, love means we're eternally engaged in the service of the Lord. Satatam kirtiyantamam. Masyasaka. Satatam kirtiyantamam. Etantas chadridavataha. Namasyam chastamam bhakya. Nitya Yukta Upasate. So Satatala means eternal. 
eternally glorifying the Lord with great determination and perpetually bowing down before Him. Uh, these great souls are eternally engaged nitya yukta in, in, in Lord Krishna's service. So coming to the level of nishta means that we are beginning to actually enter into the status of love. Before we're in the stage of nishta, our love is, is wavering. Sometimes we're loving Krishna and sometimes we're, we're forgetting Krishna. We're still in that, in that stage of life where, where we're not firm, firmly fixed in devotional service. But once we're fixed in our service, then from that stage, everything develops. Shraddha, Sarusana, Bhajana Kriya, Anartha Nivriti, Nishta, Ruchi. Ruchi, we, we begin to relish Krishna consciousness. Asakti, become attached to Krishna. Bhava, feelings of ecstasy, the different feelings uh, that we, we hear in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Tears, hair standing on end. Uh, and then Krishna Prema, the highest goal of life. So another consideration about the culture is, is, is that it's very beautiful, and what it does is it invokes a mood of remembrance of Krishna, and it, and it creates a very pleasing, a very pleasing environment. So um, in the Christian tradition, we see how Christianity has branched into so many different divisions, so many different sects, um, really probably hundreds of thousands. Even, even within, say, the Protestant tradition, there may be thousands of different ways in which worship is done, songs are sung, etc. So what we see with, with Sanatana Dharma is it's different. It's different because um, there's a certain way to do things that, that is given by the Lord. There's a certain way of worship given by the Lord in the Acharyas. Great souls that, that hasn't changed since the beginning of time. So we see at the beginning of creation here. Beginning of creation, Spine Bhuvamanu, doing the same thing that we're doing right here today in Sampuru. And 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 Prabhupada is describing some of the, the Arshana process of deity worship, how we 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 say beautiful prayers to the Lord and we provoke him to wake up from his slumber. In the morning we feed him light refreshments. And uh, then, after Mangala Arti, um, the auspicious Arti, very early in the morning, then uh, the deities are dressed. And so, when we greet the deities, it's called Stringa Arti, because the dressing is Stringa. So they're, they're new, newly dressed, fresh clothes. And there's a different way in which the Acharyas describe how to sing different ragas we hear within the Vedic culture of there's ways and tunes to sing to evoke a, a pleasing atmosphere um, and to ultimately create a mood to give pleasure to the Lord. So Prabhupada would say, you know, sing in this way. And sometimes the devotees would, would dance a certain way and Prabhupada said, no, don't dance that way. That's, that's like... Western you know, nightclub dance, don't dance like that. Or, or sometimes you hear them doing kirtan in a certain way, you say, stop that kirtan. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Do kirtan this way. And so there's no, 
room for creating sectarian movement. There's no room. Why? Because Krishna has one culture. And that culture is vibrant. And it's dynamic. And it's eternal. And, and, uh, and it's, it's an ocean of new experience within one topic. Just like from a mundane perspective, we may say, why are you, you, know, why are you talking about Krishna all the time? You're talking about the same person. Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Why do you talk about Vrindavan all the time? Come on, one little town, village, Vrindavan, Madhura, Govardhan. Uh, why do you talk about these same places? Radhapur. But every aspect of the divine eternal world, especially the, the most intimate uh, association of God within Vrindavan, within Mathura, Govardhan Hill, Radhapur, the Yamuna River, the Chintamani dust of this holy place. Every aspect is dynamic and it's vibrant. And there's new experiences of Krishna at every moment. Nitya Nava Yovana, Krishna is eternally youthful. Everything's new and fresh. And so, in the same way, um, every morning we sing the Mangala Arti too. And this is invoking a certain mood for the Lord at this time. The Lord has taken his light refreshments and now he's giving darshan. And we're singing in this way to the Lord. So as we enter into this culture, we can actually learn from devotees who understand the different tunes and mood at different times. Learn those tunes to sing for the Lord. On the Acharya say, don't manufacture. Simply follow in the footsteps of the great souls. Uh, so we can sing, and, and I've had some realization lately that we can sing Srila Prabhupada too, and it's ever fresh and blissful. Every time. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. It's a beautiful tune, and it never gets old, it's always fresh. <clears throat> Everybody can follow along and sing. So, <clears throat> the Acharya state that uh, somebody who is uh, dedicated their life to Krishna, ideally that they, they leave kirtan, because it's pure sound vibration. Just like uh, Krishna Das, famous kirtanir, he may attract masses of people to his kirtans, but openly, unless he's changed, I pray that he has, he has uh, found some mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and changed. He has openly said that he doesn't believe that Krishna is God. He doesn't believe in Krishna. He thinks it's mythology. So what is the nature of this big assembly attracting crowds to hear a concert for Krishna Das? What's the nature of that kirtan? It's like milk being touched by the lips of a serpent is poisoned through that, that consciousness of atheism. So, in the same way, we want to um, sing with love to Krishna from the heart. It doesn't matter the musical qualification, if someone's a musician, it doesn't matter. It's if somebody understands the mood of the Lord, the culture, and sings from their heart to please Krishna. That's the kirtan that Sri Prabhupada taught and the Acharyas teach. And that 
That ecstasy of Krishna's names itself brings the joy when there is an exchange between somebody who loves the Lord and is singing for the Lord, and then the devotees join in that ecstasy. And that's what kirtan is about. It's about glorifying the Lord, singing to the Lord with love. That love coming from a place where somebody's committed to serving the lotus feet of the Lord and their particular status. And so, <laughs> so now, <clears throat> Krishna is, as we know, Krishna is beyond time and space in this world. He's beyond that. This is created and then it's dissolved through Krishna's different energies and expansions. So we know that. But the atmosphere is created and time is created to facilitate a mood of loving exchange between Krishna and the devotees. And we see that um, the pinnacle of that was in the Ras dance. In the description of the Rasa dance, it said that the most beautiful night of the year, in this full moon night of the month of Karti, um, uh, the moon is so brilliant and large, and, and, and then the, the sky becomes tinged with red. So I'll, I'll just briefly read this description. Just to show, this is just to show how, how the atmosphere in relationship to this verse creates a pleasing mood for loving exchange. When Krishna, the supreme enjoyer, desired to enjoy the company of the gopis on that full moon night of the Sharat season, exactly at that very moment the moon, the lord of the stars, appeared in the sky, displaying its most beautiful features. And the full moon night of the Sharat season is the most beautiful night in the year. In the Indian city of Agra in Uttar Pradesh province, there is a great monument called the Taj Mahal, which is a tomb made of first-class marble stone. During the night of the full moon of the Sarat season, many foreigners go to see the beautiful reflections of the moon on the tomb. Thus, this full moon night is celebrated even today for its beauty. When the full moon rose in the east, it tinged everything with a reddish color. With the rising of the moon, the whole sky appeared smeared by red kumkum. So... We can see how part of pleasing Krishna is not just the, the rituals given or, or even the items of devotional service given, but it's how it's done, um, time, place, and circumstance, what time of day, um, what the, the decor of the temple is, and, 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 and how the dancing is done, how the, um, everybody joins together in chorus. So everything is important to create this mood, to hope to give pleasure to the Lord. And then it's said that the servants of the king enjoy the same level of the king. So we see, uh, we have personal experience of the offering Krishna, so many wonderful preparations, and then all the devotees, and the whole city of Tucson actually, gets to enjoy from the supreme king, Krishna. The whole city of Tucson is, is taking this wonderful prasada that's coming off the plate of of Gordon Todd here on the altar. So we can um, enter into this place of enjoyment. Prabhupada talks about enjoyment here. He says, uh, undisturbed enjoyment. So Sublime Bhuvamana used to avail himself of this opportunity 
to live householder life in the peace and prosperity of a Krishna conscious atmosphere. So in a Krishna conscious atmosphere, there's peace and prosperity. Because Krishna, as Prabhupada said, Krishna is not poor. Krishna is the richest. He's the richest of the rich. So just uh, in summary, just to um, evoke some of the because ultimately to understand the culture, to understand the culture that Krishna desires, we have to study from the Acharyas, most importantly Srila Prabhupada. So um, what changes uh, sometimes in, uh, in the organizations, uh, despondency sets in, or demotivation, people start lacking motivation. And, and so the, this, is a, this is organizational change. There's different people, uh, thinkers, who have described how an organization can get out of this state of complacency or despondency. And there's a top-down approach. as when Because obviously the leaders want everybody to be inspired and, and everything to work really nicely. So the top-down person, they're saying, come on, you know, like, do what you're supposed to do like this. And come on, like, get motivated. And, and, but there's actually a um, deeper reason for why this, is, this occurs. And so they talk about a bottom-up a- approach to change. So underlying, when you have, when you have a, um, an iceberg sticking up from the water, on, this, on the surface, on top of the iceberg, you see activities going on. You see uh, established, stated goals. And you see um, like policies and structures. But underneath, there's, uh, let's see here, there's perceptions. Perceptions and shared assumptions. And there's norms and values. And unwritten rules. And there's feelings. And the base here on this particular model, feelings are the basis. Feelings. And then there's tradition. Culture and tradition. So... All of us came to Krishna consciousness inspired by some devotee, by Srila Prabhupada's books, by the atmosphere, by the culture. And sometimes throughout our, our, our journey in Krishna consciousness, we might, be, we might lack some enthusiasm or, or, or lose some of that vigor to serve Krishna. But the base of that is the feelings, the, the feelings that are evoked. And what we see as important are values. So really, the solution um, to reinvigorating ourselves is to really dive into the mood of Srila Prabhupada, what Srila Prabhupada wanted. And that really comes from reading his books, reading Srila Prabhupada's books. When Parameshwar Prabhu was here, he was saying, he was, gave us a little class at the Harinam. He said, actually, Prabhupada wants, he wants to preach to everybody. So we're assisting Prabhupada in preaching by giving his books. And then he told us, he said he had a dream. He said he was distributing books on a campus and he was exhausted. So in the middle of the day, he laid down on a bench and he fell asleep. And he had this vivid dream. And he said he dreamed he was with Srila Prabhupada. And um, they, uh, they didn't say very much. The Prabhupada got up and started walking. And he was walking right next to Srila Prabhupada. And... He was thinking in his mind, wow, I'm with the Param Guru. I'm with the Acharya. And he was, you know, filled with excitement. 
And, and they walked and they saw a, a student sitting on, on the campus, this is in the dream, reading one of Sri Prabhupada's books. And uh, when they approached him, the student stopped looking at the book and he looked up at them. And he said, you fool, to Paramashra Prabhu. And, and Paramashra Prabhu said he, uh, he understood that actually Sri Prabhupada is in his books. <laughs> That he doesn't have to walk with him to be with the Acharya. That he can actually associate with Sri Prabhupada through his books. So it's as simple as that. If, if we want to change our, our feelings, change our motives, enter the mood of the Guru, we have to hear from Sri Prabhupada. We have to read his books. We have to hear his conversations. We can, we can see how he, how he dealt with the various situations through his letters, through specific situations and see his mood. And I think this is one of my favorite um, quotes by uh, Jivananda Prabhu is, we can't enter the mood of Sri the Prabhupada if we're tangled up in our own mood. So we have so many different ideas, and that's what happened in the Christian church. There's many, don't get me wrong, there's many wonderful Christians, but in terms of the unity of the church, there's a million different divisions and different ways of looking and seeing things and different translations of the Bible. And reason for that is because we, we start to do things the way we want to do things. It's natural. It's human instinct. It's the nature of conditioning in this world. That we want to do things naturally the way that pleases us. The way we want to do things. But Krishna consciousness is different. It's the sanatana dharma. It's the eternal relation of the soul doing things to give pleasure to Krishna. To give pleasure to Guru and Krishna. And so when we enter into that state of consciousness and we start hearing from Srila Prabhupada, hearing from the Acharyas, hearing from Lord Krishna, we see what should be done. And it's very simple. How do the Acharyas say to do it? How did Srila Prabhupada say to dance? What, how did he like the devotees to dress? So, so, so we can see how in order to deepen our connection with Krishna, it necessitates... Um, a culture established by Lord Krishna from the beginning of time necessitates that. Because culture is foundational uh, for there being unity, shared values, shared norms, procedures. And it simplifies, simplifies our life and it unites us and allows us to focus on what's really important, which is joining together and glorifying the Lord, joining the same kirtan movement. It eliminates all that confusion. You know, it's very simple. It's just like oftentimes schools, um, private schools, they'll instate school uniforms. Why do they do that? Because it takes away a huge distraction. Huge distraction. You know, especially that age, um, young teenage, young teenagers, they're trying to become self-image conscious. They're thinking, you know, I should dress like this in different fashions and styles. And say, let's, let's eliminate all of that. You all dress in the same way. And now we can focus on your studies. And you can actually enter an environment of learning. So in the same way, everything is given to us. Now we have to do is follow. It's very simple. Gorishinder Prabhu used to say, follow the leader, follow the leader. Rantara Shima Bhagavatam Kija. Is there any questions? Yes, the Bhagavatam.
Hare Krishna. Yes, Lord, I'm going to teach you. Yes. <laughs> so the, so they, they make advancement, but people hearing this don't don't make it proper. Uh, I mean, it depends on our exposure to the holy name. The holy name is all pure, and the holy name can never be contaminated. It's the most merciful incarnation of Krishna. Shri Prabhupada, Shri Please, Shri Rupa Goswami. Or no, maybe Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said there's a difference between the holy name and Krishna, and the difference is, is that the name is more merciful. The name is more merciful than Krishna. So um, the idea is, is that the, the name is purifying, but if we are if we are understanding Krishna consciousness more, then we don't want to hear from, from somebody who has bad consciousness. But in the very in the beginning stage, as even said, if you know, if you chant offensively, then you're becoming purified. So uh, namaparad is is the first stage of chanting. And there's different levels of namaparad, but still purification is taking place. Straight Sherpa, do you wanna say anything more about about that topic? Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? to go back and look at my notes that I'm uh, this, because there is that stage where it's uh, like Vabanga was saying we're hearing it's like this Krishna does guy Virginia. Uh, so he said that but then I, I've heard recently that he's changing his tune well that's good <laughs> because he's getting he's getting purified, purified you know? <laughs> that's because, good so if he the reason, the reason He's changing his tune is because he's associating more with the devotees whom he admires, who are following his devotee kirtanias. <laughs> so Krishna, his ways are many and <laughs> mysterious. But to be safe, you know, yeah, we don't uh, hear from those kinds of people. But it's up to Krishna how these things play out. But I had a comment about kirtan too. Um, in Mayapur, at the same time we were having our, um, let's call it Sabha meetings, this new group trying to help the GBC be more relevant and balanced, um, the, kirt the Kirtan Mela was going on, simultaneous to our meetings. So, um, so our chairman, Mr. Gananda Prabhu, was encouraging us to participate in the Mela, despite the fact that we were having hours of meetings. And then, but, what came out of it later, some devotees were trying to participate in the mela, especially the, some of us older folks were saying, I really wanted to participate, but I just couldn't follow 
these new people, the way they're chanting, very uh, kind of complicated and, and it sounded to sound like they were just uh, showing off, you know, that kind of thing. So that sparked a discussion, like you were saying, Prabhupada's simple tune is, is timeless and it's all ever fresh. And so um, we, we, it seems like as time goes on, we have to always uh, be reforming different areas, whether it's deity worship or kirtan. Or well, I'm hoping the educational department, you know, begins training, you know, yeah. kirtan leaders and instrument players and, you know, about yeah. the ragas and, and how to yeah, sing. Yeah, there actually and, is a course in Maradesh, a three-month course on mm -hmm. kirtan. And Vyasaki is one of the main players in that. So I, I, I'm hopeful he'll, because uh, he's, you know, he's very accomplished in music, but he's also very much into being according to the like the ragas and, and Prabhupada mood. Um, I did have a question, but it's kind of, well, the big question is always speaking about the difference between a healthy diversity and downright fragmentation, Allah, or you know, Christian friends, or any Kaliuga group, it tends to fragment into many different competing groups. I, I see the balance as encouraging everybody to take whatever steps they can in Krishna consciousness, mm -hmm. but also understanding that as, as one gets deeper, then they have to enter into the mood of the Acharyas. Mm -hmm. like, uh, like, for instance, we have different bridge, and Prabhupada encouraged bridge preaching. Like he encouraged us to sometimes maybe go wear our suit, or we're back to send the Saraswati Thakur, rode into um, Radhakun with that <coughs> fancy car. So he encouraged bridge preaching, but at the end of the day, that's not the culture. It's not like, you know, all the devotees now, you know, get souped up, you know, Corvettes, and, you know, this is the new culture. It, it, it's like, he, he's showing how we can utilize these different ways to reach people. We can utilize anything. But at the end of the day, it's not a new sect. Okay, you know, now we're forming a sect of Krishna consciousness that everybody, you know, has expensive cars. It's just, it's a way to reach, it's just a way we can reach people. So as opposed to like, okay, now we have a new group who does things a different way. No, it's just a way people can start chanting Hare Krishna. They can, they can start the process of Krishna consciousness, and we can reach people where they're at, in different phases, like uh, Raghunath, Raghunath Prabhu, right? Like, like, he, was, like he, he reaches a whole demographic of people as difficult for, say, Guru Prasad Swami to reach. Guru Prasad Swami is a wonderful preacher. He's a like, perfect sannyasi. But he, he can't, it's hard for him to reach maybe the punk rock crowd. So we, we just see that there's different ways to reach people, but at the end of the day, we enter into that same culture, that same Sanatan Dharma culture that was there from the very beginning. So, yes? It's okay. It seems like what you're saying, like, you know, with like somatic going into car and things like that. As we as we preach in different ways in Krishna consciousness, that we have to be careful that different things that we do don't become the norm. And that the essence of what we're doing doesn't get Exactly. We still see what Krishna because ultimately uh, Prabhupada wanted you know simple living and high thinking. And that involves having the bulls, you know, cold pull bullet carts and you know it's it's a, it's a whole culture of Vrindavan. 
Yeah. And David Mataji, you had something? I, I just thought Krishna Das, um, the big kirtan, I thought he just recently passed. Isn't he the one who. No, does? that's Baba Ram Das. Ram Das. Ram Das. Yeah, Ram Das. Mike, you know, my next door neighbor texted me. Well, if Krishna Das becomes, you know, a devotee who you know, believes in Krishna, and then he'll be powerful for our preaching, too. Hey. Bhagavatam Gita, Bhagavatam Gita.